Hello, I'm Jonathan Edwards, and this is my wife, Krista. We've been serving God through Northwest Baptist Missions, planting churches in the Intermountain West for the past 46 years. Over these years, God has used us to plant three independent Baptist churches in Utah. The first, Grace Baptist Church in West Valley City. It was launched in 1978. God led us next to Salina in 1982 to plant Faith Baptist, the only non-LDS church in the town. In 1995, the Lord moved us on to Marysville, a town of 400, to start Marysville Baptist, the only non-LDS church in all of Paiute County. Also, from March 2019 to May 2021, we held Bible studies in Tropic near Bryce Canyon in a church facility that had been donated to Marysville Baptist Church. Near the end of our 25-year ministry at Marysville, we were able to complete a new building debt-free. This is the dedication service in November 2017. The paid-off building, a solid team of deacons and lay leaders, and the ability to support a pastor, it was now time to turn Marysville Baptist over to a new pastor. Pictured is the Boyle family, Pastor Richard and Rebecca, and left to right their children, Cody, Kenzie, Megan, and Jeff. We're so grateful that God provided this godly and energetic family to lead this church. Pastor Boyle also assumed the leadership of the Tropic Bible Study, which also ministered to summer workers at Bryce Canyon National Park. Would you please pray with us that God would raise up a full-time church planter who could start a church in Tropic and reach out to the neighboring communities? What are we doing now? You will notice four focal points on the map of Utah. It's Price, Camp Utibica, Eagles Nest Baptist Ministries, and polygamous communities in southern Utah. Let's begin with Price. One week after Pastor Boyle took over Marysville, Grace Baptist Church in Price suddenly became without a pastor, so we offered to fill in for a while. Well, a while is stretched to well over a year now. This is their newly remodeled, debt-free building on a busy thoroughfare. I'm currently preaching and teaching three services on Sundays. Preaching to this responsive, appreciative group has been an absolute delight, and we have seen their faithfulness and attendance increase as well as people added. Adult Sunday School And yep, it's a genuine Baptist church, plenty of food, fellowship, we are honoring our sweet ladies on Mother's Day and equipping our kids to know Christ and live for Him. Kids for Truth meets on Wednesday nights during the school year. Once a month, the ladies meet for brunch and Bible study. This year they've been studying the life of Sarah in Genesis. On Friday evenings, I lead a mentorship class for those aspiring to spiritual leadership. It's been gratifying to see the interest and diligence these students have exhibited. We believe that this is an important part of equipping or perfecting the saints for the work of the ministry, Ephesians 4.12. With the dwindling number of good Bible schools and the cost involved, it may become more incumbent upon local churches to raise up and train their own future leaders. For 16 years now, we've been broadcasting one-minute Bible messages on secular radio stations. Pastor Boyle has taken over the radio ministry in Richfield, 
And for over a year now, I've been broadcasting on KOAL and Price with the same format. This is the equivalent of passing out thousands of gospel tracts every day. Pray that many lives will be transformed through this daily outreach. We started off driving the 150 miles to Price each Sunday morning and back Sunday afternoon, 300-mile round trip. To facilitate our being more involved in the ministry of the church and to the community, Grace Baptist rented an apartment we can stay in on weekends, giving us a ministry base in the area. We're using the apartment for fellowship, outreach, and discipleship. We ask you to join us in praying that God would lead a godly pastor to Price. In 1978, several pastors in Utah formed Utah Independent Baptist Camp, or Utibica. It's located at 8,000 feet above sea level in the Manti LaSalle mountain range above Ephraim, Utah. Literally hundreds upon hundreds of young people and adults have been spiritually impacted by the many decades of camp ministry. Going forward, we're always looking for volunteer help during the camping season. Perhaps this is something you should consider. One of the main ministries we contributed to the camp was that of providing horses and directing the horsemanship program for 35 years. Steve Miller has now taken over the directorship position, and we donated the remaining horses we used to be used at the camp. Please pray for this important ministry. For many years, we've been actively involved in reaching into the polygamous communities in southern Utah and northern Arizona. I serve on the board of Grace Reigns, which is headed by Brody and Liz Olson. This couple have become a part of the community and are having a major gospel impact. There are actually three major towns that are collectively known as the Crick which is what the larger polygamous community is called by the locals. Here you can see Colorado City, Arizona, Hilldale, Utah, and Centennial Park, Arizona on the left. A number of young people from polygamist homes have attended Camp Utibica. The ministry owns this former family schoolhouse on over two acres in Colorado City. Currently, the building houses a thrift store, which is a major drawing card and point of contact in the Crick. The only Christian church in these communities meets upstairs and is running around 60 to 7 attendees. Please pray for the Olsons and these communities. Two decades ago, my wife and I donated 29 acres of the ranch to Eagles Nest Baptist Ministries. Through generous gifts and volunteer labor, we constructed a 12,000 square foot facility and finished the lower level all debt free. Eagle's Nest is a Christian conference center, a nonprofit corporation. In 2015 and 16, we operated a boarding school for at-risk teenage boys. Because of excessive government regulations and lack of staff to meet their demands, we were forced to shutter this particular ministry. We're now hosting conferences at the facility and have a vision for a Christian trade school in the near future. Pictured is a recent leadership conference co-sponsored by Northwest Baptist Missions, headed by Dr. Ron Eamon. And the theme of our ladies' retreat was making a difference. Every connection matters. The ladies who attended were blessed, encouraged, and challenged.
We're now planning a building maintenance seminar the first week of November. Our desire is that churches will sponsor their building maintenance person or persons to be equipped with practical skills for maintaining church facilities in a God-honoring fashion. Long term, we're in the planning stages for a Christian vocational school for post high school and above. We can envision people of various ages and various circumstances enrolling. We don't just want to teach physical skills, we want to develop godly lay leaders who will serve God with their skills. We do, however, need some key personnel, namely a director, administrator, and a business manager to begin with. Perhaps someone watching today could be the someone God would call to fill this need. Because of the vast distances in the West, we've utilized aviation as a means of ministry transportation. This quicker, more direct transportation helps us as we attend board meetings, fill pulpits where needed, speak in churches in neighboring states, and encourage and mentor young or isolated pastors. Having grown up with a dad who was a seasoned pilot, yes, I thoroughly enjoy flying most days. However, my wife and I view aviation as but another tool in God's hands. We've used the plane to facilitate meeting with and encouraging pastors who are either young in the ministry and or remotely located. On a few occasions, we've flown into public event venues at airports and opened up the plane for people to have photo ops of their children sitting in the pilot seat. As the plane does attract attention, we're always looking for opportunities to witness for Jesus. This dear saint had one wish for her 90th birthday, to go flying with pasture. How fun it was to take her up along with her granddaughter. Scores of people have enjoyed a flight around our area, which I view as an opportunity to share Christ as God opens the door. Pictured as our surveyor and his wife. We had a great discussion of Noah's flood while looking at the topography below. This is our neighbor and his son, both career Navy men. The dad and his wife are now attending Marysville Baptist on a regular basis. Pray for these dear folks to understand the good news of Christ and salvation. Steve Isabel, a mission-minded young man from Marysville, used our plane to gain piloting skills and is now training for missionary aviation in Michigan. He's completed half the required training to become a missionary pilot. Pray that God will direct Steve and Hannah to the exact place where their skills can be utilized. We've made many local contacts through aviation. These are just a couple of examples of people who have come to church as a result. On a clear day in our part of the world, the visibility is over 100 miles. What a beautiful world we live in. Beautiful, and yet the ravages of a global flood as a result of sin are very evident from the air. This, by the way, is the Grand Canyon. Going forward, this is what we expect our ministry to look like. Northwest Baptist Missions has designated me as the Director of Recruitment. And like most mission boards, we've seen our number of church planters diminish. We are trusting that God will use us to reverse this trend as we seek 
to reach young people for ministry. We want to challenge young people, even very young children, to dedicate their lives to serve God full-time. We seek to challenge parents and leaders. Part of engaging young people to consider being full-time servants of God is to challenge the parents to point their young charges in a godly direction. We seek also to motivate retirees and mobile workers. A huge, largely untapped resource is the senior citizen population. And here are believers who have a vast wealth of knowledge, experience, and often income, perhaps even an RV who could come alongside a younger church planting couple for a time to lend encouragement and stability to a new work. Some folks still in the workforce are able to work from anywhere in the world. Why not live where off-duty hours can be spent helping build a new local church? We seek to recruit and mentor church planters and pastors while we have the health and energy to start another church, if God were to direct that way, we believe he's leading us to encourage new recruits to enter the ministry. What a blessing it would be to be used to raise up new church planters and then mentor and help them as they get started. We seek to promote and recruit for CVM and NBM. While we're endeavoring to recruit new church planters for Northwest Baptist Missions, we will also be able to locate students and personnel for voca Christian vocational ministries. We're very open to being used to challenge people in a variety of ways. Here are some towns in the Intermountain West where there are churches that need pastors. We know there are many more than these that desperately need a shepherd. It's a sad thing to us that some viable churches have been looking for a pastor for a year or two or three Major issue seems to be that the pool of potential pastors has all but evaporated. In our societal rush to have a money-making career, it seems not many are that interested in the high calling of God. In addition to already established churches needing pastors, there are many what we call black holes, where gospel-preaching churches are desperately needed. Just in southern Utah, there are several possibilities. As I think about some of these southern Utah towns, which have a rather small population, I'm reminded that Marysville has only 400 residents. And look at what God has accomplished there. Might God do the same thing in some of these other out-of-the-way places? Because of the ever-expanding population in Utah's urban areas, there's a great need to start churches to reach these areas for Christ as well. The stars represent a few of the places of immediate need. What you see here is a bunch of stuff, most likely the kind you would find on the reality series Hoarders. Then we have pictures of some normal, useful household stuff. Now we're looking at Fifth Avenue grade stuff. Still stuff, but nice stuff. Finally, we come to the nicest stuff money can buy. Really nice and expensive stuff. What do all these last four slides have in common? They're all going to burn up or disintegrate. There are, in fact, only three eternal things here on earth, God, the Bible, and human souls. The prophet Joel said, multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. This valley is actually the Valley of Jehoshaphat, where God decided the fate of unbelievers. 
Perhaps God would use you to rescue some who rightfully deserve the judgment of God. What value do you place on a single soul? We all get just one life. Are you investing your one life or simply spending it? Scripture declares, Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Ken Collier wrote, Just two choices on the shelf, pleasing God or pleasing self. No man can serve two masters. He cannot serve God and mammon. Which path will you choose? Will you make the same declaration as Joshua? Let's all say the verse together from Joshua 24:15. All together now? But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I trust you meant that from the depths of your being. The day is far spent, both for lost souls and for opportunity. We need to invest our lives in that which will last forever, the eternal word of the eternal God, offering up hope to eternal souls.